Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. And we are broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. And all of you Odd Couple fans, if you miss any portion of this show, just download the podcast. New episodes go up daily on all platforms. All you do is type in Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast, download the show, and hit the follow button so you don't miss us again. Bottom of the hour, we've got Mike Sando. Coming on from The Athletic, he's their senior NFL writer. And he wrote a story, Rob, just last week about how Ken Dorsey, um, this is before, obviously, he got fired, but how he's basically, uh, he is actually doing a better job than Brian Dayball did uh, as the uh, OC. So I don't see it, but it didn't work for him. But you're right. It'll be interesting to hear. Him explain his article and uh, what he thinks of the firing. Sometimes it's just, you know, you look at numbers and it's more than that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you look, they don't look the same. That's for darn sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just don't. And that's probably, you know, he'll probably have to backtrack a little bit because it's just just not the same. I don't care what the the intricate numbers are, intricate numbers are, Chris. Um, Our. Yep. All right. Um, So, Rob, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a team that you did like, you picked them to win the NFC North. And uh, right now, I'm feeling a a lot better about it. Yeah, after a slow start, they're looking good, certainly right in the playoff mix. And um, they've won five straight games. And not that we're not blaming this guy in any way, shape, or form. He's just a wide receiver after all, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But Justin Jefferson uh, has been injured during this run, and they haven't sk- they've actually you know played much better. And so you that led you to uh, you have a uh, uh, not a theory, but a question that you want to pose uh, a, 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 you know, a take 
that you want to put out there? I, I just think that nobody ever talks about this, Chris, is, you know, we always talk about, well, you can get any old running back. I wouldn't draft a running back. I wouldn't pay a running back. It could get anybody. And I look around the league, and I'm starting to just because of the Justin Jefferson, who everybody, he had an unbelievable year. Everybody was talking about, the, the, like, he's all world. He's the next, you know, great thing. And this, that, and the other thing. And so, and a lot of people were guilty of this. When he got hurt, oh, you know what? Get rid of Kirk Cousins. The season's over. You just lost your best receiver. You might as well move on. You're not going to be able to win without him. And all they've done, as you mentioned, is go 5-0. and And not only that, because they're averaging almost 25 points a game uh, without him. Ranked ninth, that would rank him ninth in the uh, NFL. More than more, then that's better than the Chiefs, the Jaguars, and the Bengals. Okay, that's without Jefferson. And I'm not saying he's not a, a fantastic receiver or a great player. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just not sure. This is a a, a passing league. That's what we're told all the time. Receivers are more at a premium. And then you start doing some research, Chris, and you go. Okay, the Ravens have the second highest scoring offense in the NFL, 270 points, without a real number one. Who's their number one? Nobody. Zay Flowers, the rookie. Okay, yeah, I a real one. Uh, let me. Uh, C.J. Stroud is is viewed now right as this MVP candidate without a real number one. He doesn't have a real number one. This guy that you're afraid of and you have to game plan for. So here's another one. Mahomes won an MVP. Uh, for the Chiefs, right? And the Super Bowl, Chris, after trading away Tyreek Hill, who's an all-world wide receiver. So he moved on, and it didn't stop Kansas City. Joe Burrow, 3-1 and one without Jamar Chase since they've become teammates, Chris. He's not 1-3. 67% completion ratio and a passer rating of almost 100 at 99.9. And we know the Aaron Rodgers-Devontae Adams story. 10-1, including seven in a row at one point, without Devontae Adams. And, uh, the, you know, when they, he had to go to with his teammates, Chris, Aaron Rodgers, 67% completion rate and a passer rating of 112.7. So I'm starting to wonder, the same way we can tell people we can just pick and choose and put people in at the running back position it, it, with these numbers and these stats and, and looking at this, does this open your eyes a little bit or, or you know, with the idea? And I'm not – there are great wide receivers and they're important to the game. But if you would have told me Minnesota's offense would be better and score more points without that kid, I would not believe it. And I'm starting to look and wonder how – much impact the wide receiver has and and maybe if it's not him it's just somebody else help me out yeah no i i i hear what you're saying and i think you brought up some decent examples um and i think i I guess are you asking why is the wide receiver viewed as more valuable than the running back today? Is yeah, that no, what you're I, I know because it, I know it's a passing league, but these statistics and these 
figures show you that you don't you could still you could be the Ravens the number two offense without a real number one like like they don't have a Devontae Adams they don't have a well but they're also Rob they're they're also the number one rushing team in the NFL and they don't have a name you know a uh household name at running back. They actually lost their first running back, J.K. No, Dobbins. I, I get that. The and Tyree he wasn't Kill a household example. name himself. Tyreek so, Hill example. Well, Tyreek Hill, look at what he's done to Miami. I mean, he has turned that team around. And I think he is their best offensive player. So I, I, I don't think, like, like Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about, in my view, the best quarterback we've ever seen. In most people's views, the best quarterback in the league. And this year, they're struggling without um, – not obviously they don't have Tyreek, but, I mean, like, they need a receiver. Like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, the way it looks now, it'll be because they don't have a top-flight receiver or even a second-flight receiver. Last year, they didn't have a top-flight. They had Juju, but he was better than anything So maybe it might now. be it might, it might be a combination of some of the players and Mahomes – just not having the the best year either. You know what I mean? I don't it think it's Mahomes. I, I don't think it's Mahomes. I think it's that he don't his receivers are dropping passes. I don't know if they still lead the league in drops, but they have. They don't get open that well. I think he, you know, he needs somebody to be able to create some separation and catch the ball consistently um besides his tight end. But I also think Rob a big factor in and we've talked about it, we we both think the running back positions become undervalued and I get it that you can you know like Cleveland they had Nick Chubb who's one of the top running backs in the league and he's been injured and they haven't missed a beat they're six and three and their run game is still strong but I would say this fans come to see stars and so uh your running back whether it was a Jonathan Taylor they were fine without him Zach Moss stepped in and was strong uh, or a Chubb, they are drawing fans. And so that's why, you know, that's part of it too, Rob. When you pay a guy, it's not just, yes, production, but it's also a bottom line business of our people coming to see us play, our people buying our merchandise. All of that goes into the money. And top flight running backs do draw fans to do those things. But I, I think, Rob, the big maybe difference between these two. And you're right, it's a passing league, obviously. But I also think, and what hurts the running backs when it comes to pay, is that the general feeling, and there is truth to it, not every case, but that the your shelf life as a top-flight running back is much shorter than that, than that of a receiver. Just because of the nature of the position, you're getting hit so much, and that, and that's why that rookie, you know, scale, where the, the team doesn't have to pay you for five years, essentially, that can eat up a running back's best years. Now there are exceptions, Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, but there aren't that many. Um, you know, Eric Dickerson's best years were early, uh, even though he still was a great, you know, in his late twenties and maybe at thirty. Uh, Earl Campbell's best years were early. uh, Ezekiel Elliott's best years were early. Like, that hurts the running back. And as a receiver, they can, you know, a lot of times they're still great in their early 30s. Um, And so I think that is one of the big 
we've talked about it. That that rookie scale, it doesn't no, it does the running back in more than any other player. Um no, but I, I, think, I, I, get, I think I get that, but I, but I'm looking if you're the Vikings. Well, they also do you, do, winning without Kirk Cousins. <laughs> eight I, I two and zero with Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, but they're not five and zero. I mean, I'm just saying, like, like they're five and zero. And do I do I need to break the bank for 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 Justin Jefferson? Is what I'm asking you. Like, if I'm looking at the team, do I? I'm not saying he's not talented. I just wonder why the the you know people don't have uh, nearly a problem with paying. Uh, a wide receiver when teams seem to keep winning. Devontae Adams is, fa- is, is, is a special, superb talent. How in the world did the Packers go 10-1 and one without him on the Cause field? Because you had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. They, they missed Devontae and Rodgers last year without him. They'd have been a lot better than last year without him. A lot of it depends on what you got around them. I mean, that, like Adams or, or Aaron Rodgers couldn't win his last year in Green Bay without Devontae Adams. I think if they had had Devontae that year, they would have made the playoffs and been a good team. And But yet, when Rodgers was at his best in those two MVP years, yeah, he, he could make it happen with less than that. You know, we said Mahomes made it happen with less than Tyreek Hill. But you still need some level of player, and, and he doesn't have that this year, and they're not scoring a lot of points. Yeah. So the, I, I the Vikings story is interesting. To, it just really is because that kid is so special and spectacular, and and people, you you know what I'm saying. Like there were people saying, throw the towel in on the season. Trey, well, a lot you know, of like that the, also was because the, the way they over. started. I, and I also think that's one team. You know, that's not like you you can't make a rule based off of that one situation. You know, a lot of other things are going well from them. The defense has played better, you know, things like that. Um, so, but, you know, it's it's interesting. And uh, and let's see if they keep it up, you know. And, and, again, if they don't keep it up, you can always say, well, they lost Kirk Cousins. They just had Joshua Dobbs, who's good, but he is typically, you know, uh, he is basically a backup. So, all right, uh, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. And uh, Stefan Diggs isn't talking, but his brother is. We'll get into that next. It's Chris and Rob, the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you can see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's the iCouple, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And uh, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All of your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. As I said, we've got Mike Sando of The Athletic joining us shortly. But first, Rob, we talked about the Bills' loss to Denver last night. And Stefan Diggs, who's been disgruntled for a while now. We you know remember that, in the offseason, there was a yeah. big uh, uh, hubbub. Right. First that the coach made a stink and then said it was no big deal. You remember right. that? The coach said, Sean McDermott, he was very, what, very concerned about it? or it was That was the word. Serious. That was it. And yeah, then that, very, very concerned, concerned, right? And then the next day he said it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> and um, so anyway, Stefan Diggs' brother put out some tweets after last night's game. Rob G., read them to us. Yeah, uh, Cowboys All-Pro cornerback Trayvon Diggs. Hard to tell which one's better. They're both fantastic. But he tweeted out in the immediate aftermath of Buffalo's loss to Denver. Man, 14 got to get up out of there. And you think being his, brother's his brother's, that's his brother's number. Now, you would think that'd be enough, right? You know, he's very fired up after the loss. He's very frustrated. So he slept on it. And 12 hours later. 12 hours later, he went back on social media. And put this one out. Let's not forget, he, talking about Josh Allen, didn't start going off till bro got there. 
All right. Well, first of all, Rob, I mean, to me, your brother, who is also in the NFL and understands how tweets, you know, by NFL players can be taken, uh, that says a lot to me. Like, I, 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 don't, I just I, don't get it. I don't get it. Like, why would you put that out there? It compromises everything. It makes it, it, it puts the onus on your brother in a situation with somebody he has to work with. Chris, I don't get it. I, I, I don't. I just, well, you can I, talk I about think that, that with it, people, I think but why would you? I agree, but I think that Stefan clearly, I, in my opinion, not from his mouth, but from his brother's mouth or tweets, seems to one out. And Rob, the fact that after this became a big deal, he didn't get a call from his brother like, dude, what are you doing? If he did get that call, Rob, he would have either deleted the tweet. It would have been out there still, but obviously he could have deleted it. He could have clarified it. Hey, that's just how I feel. I'm watching my brother not be used correctly. I think he needs to get out there, but, you know, he, he talked to me and said he's fine or whatever. And this and, has happened again. And then, this, Rob, this is the, the second next time, morning though. he tweeted it. The next morning he doubled down. So even if he did speak to Stefan last night, he doubled down in the morning. So it just seems like Stefan clearly does want out of there. And you're right, it's going to be a problem. And um, the other thing, Rob, he's a bit off. I mean, he says Josh didn't become great until he got Stefan. There is some truth to that. However, Josh was very young. And Stefan, Rob, he played five years in Minnesota, two years with right. Kirk Cousins, a year with Teddy Bridgewater when he had his great year, and didn't make a Pro Bowl. So Stefan blew up too, Rob, when he teamed up with Josh Allen. So really it was both of them becoming, you know, their best version of themselves together. And, and it does seem a shame that it. they might be gone, Rob. They might This thing might fall apart. It, it looks like it, even going back to what we talked about with the the it wasn't training camp. What was it? Off season workout or yep. whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, I mean, going back to that, there was definitely something stinky there, Chris. That was going on, and I don't know if it set the tone for the season or there's still something. There seems to be something bubbling underneath the surface. No doubt. Yeah, you I know, put, I, right? Ahead, we can't put our finger on it. It, it it's not a stat. Well, it just seems it's not like. A, I said last night somewhat jokingly, but somewhat, you know, based on what we've seen, that if they lost, I thought Stefan might punch somebody out. Yeah, you did you know? say that. And Rob, I got to be honest, I, I don't, and I don't know the ins and outs. Heck, for all I know, Josh Allen is a jerk and Stefan don't like it. I have no idea. He says, they say they're boys and they get along great. I don't know the inner workings, but I will say this. From what I see, I don't really like the way Stefan's acting, Rob. Like, this is a time where you need leaders to step up. And I feel like he, dating back to the offseason, as you said, it feels to me like he's pointing fingers and showing an attitude. And I get it. A lot of receivers act this way. But it seems like he has an attitude of, it ain't me. I'm not the problem. I'm not getting the ball enough, even though he's got he's one of the most targeted guys in the league. 
and has been since he's been in Buffalo. Like, that's the attitude that's coming off. And, and I get it. You know, I don't know if Josh Allen is a great leader. It doesn't look like this team has great leadership, right? But it, it doesn't make it easy when your receiver is going off the way he does. And so, you know, I, I just, from what I see the outside looking in, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that Stefan is allowing his brother, and I, I say allowing because you can easily tell your brother, dude, don't, 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 even though you, we've talked quietly and privately. Don't put that out I, there on right, front street. Right, dude, come on. I got a team. We're in the middle of a season. You can right, easily I gotta do that. I got to deal with this guy every day. I mean, I mean like, it's just a bad look. Right, right. So I, I, don't, I don't like the way Stefan is handling this. And, and I can say that for a lot of people in Buffalo. But I think he's just pouring gasoline on a fire. I've told, right, I've uh, told Rob G a million times, just save that about Chris, okay? Because it's not good. We got to work <laughs> with him every day. Oh, I'm sorry. It is the odd couple, Chris and Rob here on Fox. Thank you, thank you. Radio, Mike Sando of the Athletics around the corner. And he's got some explaining to do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Our next guest is a senior NFL writer for The Athletic, author of the Football 100, we welcome in Mike Sando. Mike, how are you? Hey, good to be back. How are you? We are great. Great to have you back. And look, let's start in Buffalo. You wrote, what, a, a, last week that Ken Dorsey, who was under fire, we know he got fired today, we'll get to that. Yep. But the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, had not had actually done a better job than Brian Dable, at least statistically, and obviously, yeah. again, he's fired today. So explain the article because Rob and I are with most – our view is like that of most people's that the offense and Josh Allen had declined under right. uh Dorsey. doesn't seem the same. Yeah. Where, where, tell us about your story. Yeah, so I was – you know, people were calling for Dorsey last week, and Dorsey was asking answering questions last week, and so was McDermott. Hey, have you lost faith in the coordinator? Are you going to replace him? And – and I was looking. I was just looking at the stats in the league, and the Bills were a top five offense by all the, all the stats that I look at. So I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, not that they're you know playing the absolute best they possibly could, or there haven't been some bad games. The, certainly, they've had a couple bad games offensively. Uh, but I decided, well, I, I'm going to look at this a number of different ways. I'm going to look at 25 games of Dorsey, which was last year and this year. I compared it to the last 25 games of Dayball, which should be a similar comp because. Josh Allen was a was you know a developed top tier quarterback for both of those, and the numbers had gotten a little bit better. They were good for both, but the numbers had gotten better under Dorsey. What had changed for the team was the defense had fallen off, and so their starting field position wasn't nearly as good on offense. Uh, they weren't getting all these short fields, you know, to to have easy points, and so their uh, oh, their scoring had dropped a little bit. They were still in the top two or three in the league, I think top two. Uh, and so I was just kind of, hey, let's put on the brakes here. This team has issues, but just by an, an objective measure, which is the production of the offense, when you have a top five offense, that's probably not the problem. 
even though in some games here or there it may have been. So that was my point, and I still believe that. I mean, look, they they had whatever number of turnovers from drop. You know, the the, the running back drops the ball uh, when he's got a, a clear lane to go running. Uh, did Ken Dorsey screw that up? The quarterback has protected, throws it to the to the tight end. The receiver goes off his hands and is intercepted. Is that bad scheme? You know, so I, I think that this is Sean McDermott overreacting by firing him uh, when they've got a whole bunch of problems, which includes having the right number of people on the field at the end of the game. Any <laughs> no, but that right down. that cost him the game. That was a missed that field cost goal, him his right? Job. Dorsey is working today for the Bills. If yeah. that doesn't happen, in my opinion. So, look, we can get into the opinions of should they be running more? Should they do this or that? That's with any coordinator. But they have global issues on the Bills that go back to a lot of these end-of-game scenarios. And I think, and I've written this two weeks ago, I wrote a different column just saying, I don't know that they need anything at the trade deadline. They just kind of need to not be so uptight. I feel like this is a team that is just on the edge, and you take on the personality of your coach. And and to me, they they need their Aaron Rodgers to go, relax. Everybody right. here. Let, We're a good team. Well, well, Instead, well, let me. Well, here's dying. the problem, though, with with that is that the quarterback can't say it because is he honestly playing like a top tier quarterback with all the, the the turnovers and the interceptions? I mean, I know he's a talent, but he hasn't played like the talent that we have seen in the past. He's part of the problem. He has pressed. He has pressed. But I think that whole environment there is of pressing, the whole thing. So now Josh Allen, I'm going to call it up right now. Josh Allen is basically in the top ten of most. I think he was in the top five of most of the good stats. uh, He's the league in touchdowns, 26. Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know, I think there's different ties. I would not put him as a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a cut below that. But I think he's he's a 35-touchdown, 14-interception guy. He's not a 35-touchdown, 4-interception guy. But he's also going to be doing all that, and he's going to be, like, you know, rushing for 600 yards and 8 touchdowns also, although that's been a little bit of their point of emphasis this year to not feature him as much. I get it. But he's the engine of that offense. I think we put it this way. If we subbed on subbed onto that team a random quarterback who's starting on a different team, they might have a bottom ten offense in right. the stats. I wouldn't be doing that story, right? The story's not because of Dorsey. It's not like Dorsey was doing these amazing things with the scheme. I was just saying if you have an offense that ranks in the top ten and in your defense, which played a lot better last night, is ranking lower than it has before and you're not quite as good, well what what are we looking at? Yeah, I look. You've alluded Maybe to the it coach a little needs bit. To go. I was gonna say you've well, alluded to it a little bit. The culture, I think, is bad, and right. I feel like if they don't turn it around under Joe Brady, which they, I mean, they probably won't. I think McDermott needs oh. to be the next one to go. Not because he's a bad coach, but I think it's time he's worn. His time is worn thin there in Buffalo well, if they don't make the yeah. playoffs. He has to have a solution for this, a pivot for this, right? He has to change this this narrative because otherwise it is what you are, what you what it is, and you can't escape right. it. I think I think there's too much of this. There's there's things in their control, which is some of that in the game stuff, 
that's happened to them, the 13 seconds, all of that. There's things out of their control, emotional things. Damar Hamlin, the owner of the team, incapacitated. Lots of things that are a little bit unusual. There's, there's a lot of emotional baggage with this team right now. And it takes a special leader to uh, – I'm not saying it's easy. It takes a special leader to be able to transcend that and pull your team through. And we think of the, when we think of the great kind of big-picture coaches, you think of like – Mike Tomlin with his Josh set in the stand on the front of the boat through the worst seas, and you know he's not falling over. Pete Carroll brings his own sort of style of upbeatness, like we're going to get through this, right? There's different ways to do this, and their temperament of their team is what you see on the sideline from McDermott when it goes wrong and he turns around and he almost throws things down, or it's Ken Dorsey in the booth at Miami throwing a tantrum tantrum that goes viral, right? Or it's Josh Allen just losing it and having a brain fart moment where he just says, screw it, and throws the ball, right? That's your that's like your whole vibe of your team. <laughs> and yeah. we just need to, we need to not be all over the place. So let, let, let me, looking at numbers, and, and sometimes they can be deceiving, so sure. is it not Zach Wilson's fault that the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in 36 <laughs> drives? No, I'm trying to figure out, like, what am I missing uh, with the Jets? And I know Chris gets tired of me talking about it, but yeah. I've never seen anything like this where they continue to bring this the same guy out like there's no other person. The United States has 330 million people, and, and there's <laughs> nobody else who could play quarterback? <sighs> How about well? I think I think the the craziest one was when uh, Robert Sala had to plead the fifth when he was asked about it. Did right, that? right. That was, Chris like, think that Chris think that's high. coming from upstairs, right? Yep. Well, yeah. Well, was that was that that was in an interview, right? That wasn't a press. That conference, was a radio right? interview. Yeah. Okay, so on WFAN. So here's how that happens. Yeah, because in a press conference, you can kind of keep that distance from the people that you're talking. You can kind of give a BS answer easily, right? Right. In a press conference. When you start having a conversation and connect with somebody, it's really hard to just sort of BS your way out of the answer, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so he right. actually kind of cracked there and said, I plead the fifth. Uh, I don't know if it's a weak no moment or not, but I think that tells you he can't fill the answer either. Um, but what, is, you know. what about Zach? Just, just, uh, how can people be so wrong about that guy? Uh, you mean why isn't he is why isn't he better than he is? Yeah, like like this is year two and everybody thought well he can manage this. Oh, you know like uh, the people he yeah. was he had poor played so poorly. Chris and I talked about all the time that if he plays just decent, people are are excited because he's right. been so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously this year they thought they're going to have Aaron Rodgers for the whole season. So people now say. Hey, when you got Aaron Rodgers, you should have got a more viable backup. I don't really buy that. I think if you get Aaron Rodgers, that's a great situation. Hey, we're, we don't have to give up on Zach Wilson. Then he can take a breather and, and if push. Maybe we need him for a but couple you, games. But wait a minute, you don't need him. You don't need a, a back a backup for a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback. I mean, like like with a, with a leaky offensive you line. You do. You do, but but who are you going? Who are you going to get and pay that makes sense for you in the no, context I, I of your No, I understand you're not a, you're not planning for him to be out on four plays. I get that, but you can't yeah. put in the kid that you ridiculed a year ago and the team gave up on. Is what I'm saying. This defense is decent, good enough, I should say, yeah. 
to 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 be able to play if you had a if you had a Dobbs or or a Carson Wentz or somebody Mike White, I, White. I, I Mike, White. Mike White no, no doubt about it I believe no that if they had Mike White they would have a totally different outlook right now I do believe that so Mike, uh, but I also yeah I do understand when you draft a quarterback that high that you you do tend to give him a little extra time even even if objectively you shouldn't I, I do understand how that happens before you go. Um, Everything seemed, you know, Denver's won three straight. There was thought, there were thoughts that Russell Wilson might get benched, or that yeah. Russell Wilson is not going to be there next year. Do you think now? I mean, I know we got half the season left, but do you think right now it's looking like he's going to be there for the foreseeable future with Sean Payton? Uh, I think it's so fascinating because I think heart of hearts, I think Sean Payton would probably like to not bet his future on Wilson would be my guess, right? Just for what's left of Wilson in the future. He's really taken the ball out of his hands last night. We saw yep. on the screen his average pass was three yards down the field. Uh, I think he's been they, – Russell Wilson's been better. He's been more efficient. He hasn't had the meltdown games. But I don't think he's played championship winning ball. And I don't know, I don't know that Sean Payton thinks that he can win it all, bringing it back with him. So – how are they going to eat that contract? They're going to eat that. Well, well, here's the problem. So, if you if he's on the roster starting like in early or in March of this next year, you kick in another thirty seven million of guarantees. So that's really the decision you have to make. Like, yeah, hey, we're already upside down on this thing, but if he stays, we're guaranteeing another thirty seven million on top of that that we wouldn't have to. Right. So and he's so going to be cut. Is what you're saying? He's going to be cut. Well, I thought he's going to be cut, but I think that's a tough thing. And you know, I think Sean Payton with ownership there—that's an interesting conversation. If Russell Wilson is decent, right? If he's and good enough, numbers to win, are like, near. Numbers are near the top. I agree with you. I think his numbers look better than he's actually played, but they are right there near the top of the league. Yeah. Oh, it's so fascinating. Like to me, if if. Uh, and you also have to have a, an alternative. Like, what's your alternative? What's your other plan? Right, right. What are you going to do? Right, so, right. yeah, this could be very, very interesting. Uh, and I would have thought he was gone, but shoot, what if yep. he has? He he could easily he has eighteen touchdowns, four interceptions. He could easily have thirty-one touchdowns and nine interceptions. And right. people are going to be like, "Well, hey, you got your guy, right?" Yeah. All right, Mike Sando, <laughs> the athletic, great stuff as always, Mike. We appreciate the time. Hey, thank you. All right, Trash Talking Tuesday is next, 877-99 on Fox. Call in now to trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is the I Couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, live from the TireRack.com studios, 877-99 on Fox. Your turn to weigh in and uh, trash anyone or anything in the world of sports. Did you know? Discover wants everyone to feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access 24-7, 365 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn to discover more at, dot, at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply Trash Talking Tuesday is now. Don't you ever talk about me. It's Trash Talking Tuesday. It's your teeth, Reggie. I don't know whether to smile at you or kick a field goal, man. All right, let's kick it off, Chris. Here we go. Sean in Sacramento. You're on the Odd Couple. Fox Sports Radio. Who you trashing, Sean? Yo, my uncle's from another mother. My brother's behind the board. I'm going to need y'all to pull out the trash and recycling bins for this trash talking Tuesday. Because I got a double dose for y'all, baby. For the trash, Stefan, Trayvon, Ricky, Mike, or whichever digs, bro, it was. Shut y'all up. Contrary to Chris Brown's song, it's actually these bros who ain't loyal. Instead of whining on social media, showing GMs you're immature and disloyal, Go negotiate silently in the offseason, like Darrell Revis, like Patrick Mahomes, like Rob Parker. Things seem to be working very well for those legends. And for the recycling bin, the NBA in-season tourney. Will you stop it with the EuroLeague swagger jacking Commissioner Silver? We don't need rainbow-colored courts. We don't need in-season tournaments to generate interest. What we need is a Rob Parker-inspired NBA injury list. Get the superstars in the game, every game, and if they're really hurt, hold them out for five games. Are we more interested in the NBA now before Christmas? No way, no how. Cut the gimmicks. Stop it. There he is, my man, Sean, all over it. My goodness gracious. All right, let's go. Eric in Oregon, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Who you trashing, Eric? What's up, my dude? How are you? 
Good. Is Alex the DJ tonight? Yes. What's up? God, he played some house music. Oh. Man, it's the thing that woke me up from my sleep coma that Sunday night's football game put me in from watching the New York boring Jets play. Ah. Man. The NFL put in a flex system to change the scheduling of Sunday night's games. Not sure why they allowed this game to air, but someone needs to pull Roger Kittell's fat lip off of Woody Small Johnson's backside, the owner of the Jets. <laughs> I also heard there's a shortage of paper bags in New York due to all the Jets fans using, that, using them to cover their face. Apparently, it'll help them keep from sucking even more. But, hey. What do I know? I'm just a dude on a couch talking trash, so I'm going to stick and trash. America! That's right. Very nice. Fuentes and Coachella. About 20 seconds. Let's do it. Who are you trashing? Hello? Go. All right. We lost him. All right. Who are you trashing? I'm Caller. Are we done? Adam and DC? How much time, Alex? He's going to get cut off. Hey, man, no, it's too I late. I want to trash Sean King, man. Sean King for, for saying that Brock, I mean, they're saying that Jimmy Garoppolo had a stronger, better arm than Brock Purdy. Man, do your research, brother. We love you, but come on. Don't come weak like that. Jimmy Garoppolo, closed eye, noodle arm, but ain't got no better arm than Brock Purdy. I'm trashing All him, right. Rob. All right, we got All you. Right. Well, Who you oh, trashing, sorry, we, Rob? we didn't have that. We appreciate that, yeah. Who you trashing? You got a- oh, me? The, the yeah. uh, of course, of course, the Buffalo Bills. That was awful, Chris. The Buffalo Bills. All right, keep it locked. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.